place. <laughs> that was very funny. Well, if you can't tell, we're not in the same place. We're not in the same place. I hope <laughs> this. I hope this records well because sometimes it's a damn nightmare when I go to edit it. Uh, I am. Well, Jess, how are you? I'm really good. Uh, um, I'm really good. I got to see my family <gasps> over the weekend, which was uh, like the joy of a lifetime. Um, my you, sister, you fought a cyclone to go. Oh my God. A true love. Yeah. Category five cyclone came through the Bay area on the very weekend. Normally going to the Bay area from here is uh, so easy. It's like the same amount of time as going to the West side, uh, from Burbank and stuff. And I had insane delays. It's also Southwest and they, they, it's so boring, but it was like for the simplest little trip so much travel drama and like the freeway was flooded up north and I almost missed my flight and I like had to run on the flight and like tell the TSA people I was like the freeways are flooded please let me through and it was like so dramatic and uh I made it both ways and I got to see my sister on her birthday weekend which like we haven't spent a birthday either of our birthdays together for oh. I don't even know because she's lived away for so long and she's I a teacher so she's always back at school um wherever in the world she's living and I got to see my my niece who is 13 about to turn 14 oh my god who's the coolest girl we know oh she's so cool I asked her lots of stuff about TikTok and what a teen's like and what's cool and uncool she said posting to TikTok isn't cool anymore, uh, which is interesting. I agree to her. I She's agree like, to no her. One's doing my that. brain I agree to her. doesn't work, <laughs> but I also agree to her as a person, and I agree with her as a, yeah, with that she, idea. She was like, "That's like a pandemic thing. Like we're not doing that anymore." But like, it's still cool. And I was like, "Okay, phew." Uh, and I saw my little nephew, who's two and a half, and is like oh. as big as a five year old. He's a giant and <laughs> so funny and cute and a handful and uh, everyone that has small children, I tip my hat to you. Wow. <laughs> really? They just don't stop moving. They just don't yeah. stop. It's like little whirling dervishes and then it's like, <laughs> and they're asleep and then, and then they're up again and it's really nonstop. It's amazing to see. And you, you know that I nannied for nannied years. forever. So, so I was like always around kids and I really liked them. And then at a certain point I was like, this is not a thing I would like to do for myself <laughs> ever, I think. I like, like, I took like so many naps and I was only there for like not even two full days, but I kept being like, Em, I'm just going to go lie down. <laughs> I was well, like, you also had exhausting travel and all that yes, stuff Yes, too. it just made me laugh. I was like, I need a little break from this wild, wild man. And she's um, like, cool, because I don't ever get one. <laughs> yeah, that must be nice. I He, he was like a little, because he only met me when he was like six months old. So he was not scared of me, but just a little wary and like, yeah. wouldn't let me pick him up and stuff. So I was like, not of great help in terms of being able to like change diapers and, you know, put him, put him down and stuff like that. I was kind of just like, hi, buddy. Like that kind of, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but that's me. How about you? Well, I am on a girl's trip in a place that has no cell service, no Wi-Fi. So I had to drive like 20 minutes away and that's how we're podcasting now. You made it happen. Your dedication to this pod, to our listeners is unmatched. Ugh. I'm in awe. 
I, I what did you. I even offer? I offered to loop uh, rope Tim in. <laughs> and you were like, is he up on the shows? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I do think that wouldn't be not fun. You know, I think I, it- I would think we reserve that for some. I would love to go show by show and ask him what he thinks is happening and who is who. And just, I think it would be an interesting listen no matter what. But yeah. certainly not actual coverage. <laughs> it would be fun. It yeah. would be fun. Well, we got we got that hip pocketed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm with my seven girl. Well, it's seven of us total from girlfriends from New York from 2005. We've been friends for so long and it's insane that we still hang out and we still make each other laugh so much. And I was telling you, we've just been like screaming in a house for days. I'm so deeply, deeply jealous. Like. That is so impressive to me. And like, as we get older, it is so hard to plan anything. It's hard for you and me three blocks apart to plan a thing, let alone like seven women from all different parts of the country. Like, I just think it's really cool to make it happen. The strongest personalities, but we've all gotten to a place because I think in the past we've all had like tiffs and granted, we still have a few more days on this trip. (laughs) Anything could happen. Anything could happen. I could start crying and say that I hate them and they've never been my friends to begin with. (laughs) Who knows? But because we roast each other relentlessly. (gasps) It it never stopped. We never stop. We're like, I would wilt so quickly <laughs> like you emily asking my friend emily asking from pittsburgh shout out she shout was out. like can we can we go shopping and we're like no we're <laughs> not going shopping with you and she's like why not and we're like because you take too long you don't have a realistic uh sense of time you always try to talk to the shopkeeper <laughs> and then you you ask so many questions and she's like oh my god and we're like and we hate shopping we hate it yeah fucking went after her and then someone else were like you're the boss of this trip because you keep telling us what to do and you think you're in charge so like she's like should we get lunch we're like we don't know can we get lunch (laughs) but it, it truly like we're at a stage now where like it doesn't seem to bug us like it's just no like funny oh what a gift oh i love this so much i'm very impressed and i'm happy you're doing it and the fanciest thing we did i told you about was we had a private chef last night This is so glamorous full real housewives event style yes it was the most fun we were wild we were positively wild and wild they just kept pouring wine and making, they made like cocktails for us. And oh, this is my heaven. Uh, the food never stopped. And then, yeah, we were just, we were having a ball. So, and how, when is the last time you guys did a trip like this? Like, obviously, pre, pre, two and a half years ago. Cause I know you guys, and that was like the Southwest. Where was that? Yeah. We did Sedona yeah. two and a half That's years right. ago. That's right. Yeah. Ugh. People have had children since then whole humans a two-year-old people have had a two-year-old since then (laughs) a lady gave birth to a (laughs) two-year-old it was wild she is destroyed downstairs (laughs) (laughs) Um, well i miss you i am so grateful for you making the time watching the shows on your trip and, and full disclosure 
discloser. I truly can't talk. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm like you're in vacay mode. I'm, and my you're tongue just words. my tongue's so big now. It got so big. I don't know how. <laughs> Full disclosure. But I didn't watch <laughs> I didn't watch Winter House and I didn't watch Did Vanderpump. I? But I watched Vanderpump. We can catch up on stuff too. I don't know that you're ever going to get caught up on Winter House, so maybe it's just my own thing. But I ho- I have high hopes. It's not off the table. It just was very impossible this week. Yes, yes, we're busy. We're um, busy. but sh- should we jump into news? Let's get into headlines. So, a lot of news hit. This was sort of a sleepy week. Um, and then just before recording today, like a, a lot of real. So first, what came in was this really upsetting Dorit story. Oh my god. Which is insane timing, which a lot of people pointed out. And we talked about on our thread with Trish. Like, so last night is the Housewives Beverly Hills reunion, which we'll get into. And in it, which we'll talk about, Dorit talks about how she buys like retail all of the beautiful, expensive clothes and everything. She she's like basically talking about it. She doesn't get discounts, uh, and she had happened to mention that. And then literally this morning. It's reported that she was robbed and held at gunpoint uh, during an invasion in her Encino Hills home. This is such an upsetting story, by the way, for anybody like true, I think, trigger warning. She was home with either her young children when she awoke to two men standing at the end of her bed. They allegedly grabbed her and she begged, don't hurt my babies. Don't kill me. I'm a mother. Uh, One of the men apparently said, kill her. PK was in London where they had just been for a family, uh, I think a family wedding. They ransacked the house for 20 minutes. They took jewelry, handbags. The children were home. So Jagger and Phoenix were home, but they did not enter their rooms. Um, There was three male intruders. Um, The amount of property taken is unknown and just heartbreaking. Really, really, really shocking and heartbreaking so so awful it's got to be so traumatic i mean like you know i i've been robbed blah, blah, brag but big, uh big brag <laughs> big brag but i can't imagine being in fear for my children i i can't imagine like that's a whole new level of fear when mm-hmm. you have little tiny defenseless children to worry about in the next room Truly and also, I gotta shattering. say, PK would not have been much help. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's like five foot three. Yeah, we discovered he's very short. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just really, really upsetting. I had read that they were supposed to start, or or maybe they had taken a pause, but th- they were supposed to be shooting Beverly Hills next week. That is on pause, and then today, later in the day. Um, Rina. No, this morning, this morning they arrived. The friends came over. Yes, that's when yeah. they came over. Yeah, it was so so Rina, Teddy Mellencamp, um, Erica. Uh, I think that might have. Oh no, and yeah. Kyle were all seen uh, arriving at uh, at their house today. Yeah, and so no comment, no like release. I mean, obviously there's like details of the event, but. Just, just a sad thing. I, we really, I, we hope she's okay. I'm I sure that this will become part of. I can't imagine it not becoming a part of the season. Um, 
But it is really bizarre. It's also that Kyle had had her robbery. Obviously, there's the Kim robbery. Like, And it they is, had just talked about Kyle's robbery. I know. And like these treasures, these like heirlooms that were taken. And it's just really sad. You know, it's that it's I know these are very wealthy people. It's the same thing. I remember us talking through this so much back when like the Kim thing happened. It's so strange to, to imagine and their lavish homes and all their beautiful things. It's like, and then just that they're people and they're, you know, the, with children and that it's terrifying and that it is so, when you just physically think about it, it's so scary. Yeah. Especially the idea of it happening alone with your children is just so, ooh, it like really gives me goosebumps. It's so yeah. upsetting. So hopefully she's okay. But, you know, I think what we learned and certainly from the Kim of it all is that it's not just about like get being okay that you weren't hurt. It's that there is severe PTSD and long-standing yes. trauma, which I'm sure she'll experience. But yeah, we are sending our love to Dorit. Now, this other story that broke today also involves a housewife and is so bizarre and confusing and confusing. So, first TMZ breaks the story that there was a physical alteration, alteration, Mm-mm. altercation. Yeah. Not someone had their not, pants no one taken up. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody had their clothes fitted better. No, that apparently Zayn Malik, a partner and baby daddy of Gigi Hadid, supposedly had a physical altercation with Yolanda, Gigi's yes. mom. Yes. Could you imagine? I can't even imagine what that would be. So sources told TMZ that he struck Yolanda like a week ago or something. And then he released, he posted and said, I adamantly deny striking Yolanda Hadid for the sake of my daughter. I declined to give any more details. Uh, as you all know, I'm a private person and I very much want to create a safe and private place for my daughter to grow up a place where private family matters aren't thrown on the world stage for all to poke and pick apart in an effort to protect that space for her, I agreed not to contest claims arising from an argument I had with a family member of my partner's who entered our home while my partner was away several weeks ago. This should was and still should be a private matter, but it seems for now there is divisiveness, and despite my efforts to restore us to a peaceful family environment that will allow for me to co-parent my daughter in a manner which she deserves, this has been leaked to the press. So then... Then it was released, announced that they actually are separated and have been, that this wasn't even like it all happened today. So Gigi's rep told people, so it's official, Gigi is solely focused on the best for Kai, their daughter. She asked for privacy during this time um, and that they are not together right now. I mean, he both says, I will not dispute it, and I definitely didn't do it, which is a dispute of it, I if I'm going to parse it out, you know? I know. But so, it also sounds like he, like, okay, at first we saw the headline and we're like, weird, you know, Yolanda has a shady past with, like, mysterious, you know, things that people have brought into question, like her yes. illnesses. But then the way he puts it, he almost says, like, I didn't do it, but I might have, and I don't want to talk about it. That's exactly. It's like a real both sides of his mouth. It's like something happened. There was something. And clearly clearly, what I read that as is, like, Yolanda showed up 
to wherever they live or wherever Zane was. Yeah. And Gigi was not there and they had some and was not welcome. And my guess is if they have been, if they may be separated a couple weeks ago, maybe Zane was sort of like staying there or taking care of the baby or something while Gigi was gone and that Yolanda maybe tried to get him out or something like that. Um, if they had broken up separately, you know, like I sort of heard it as like, oh, they got in a fight and then Gigi dumped him because that's the order that it came in. Right. I'm like, but then they made a point to say that they've been separated for a while. Um, It's it's a mystery. It's a mystery and it sounds really bad. It's really bad. News is heavy today. (laughs) Could you imagine if a member of One Direction hit your mother? (laughs) I truly cannot. I can't. I, I truly cannot. I would fight them myself. Yeah, talk about a little guy. Never forget. I met, Harry you know, Styles I, better go beat him up. Harry, this is your moment to shine. Like yeah. you need it. Like you need better press, more <laughs> adoration. <laughs> but that's that's truly so. I mean, I don't want to laugh at it, but I, I can't. The, even the image of a boy band person <laughs> slapping slapping Yolanda from Beverly Hills. It's just it's, it's so, so it's it's so bizarre. bizarre and it's wrong. And we're not laughing at the idea of a woman getting hit. We're laughing at like the preposterous levels and layers of like what it took to get to that moment. Yeah. Why why is Zane slapping Yolanda if that's what yeah. happened? I, I mean, this was all just today. So I assume since this like rocketed, uh, there will be updates on it. Um, but that's just sort of like where it landed. But it's a really weird one. It's so very bizarre. odd. Very odd. You know what? I never liked One Direction because I don't know what they do or say. <laughs> you remember I interviewed Zane for Paper Magazine in wow. person like four or five years ago. Um and uh, he for their cover it was my only cover it was exciting um and it was a really big deal and it was so funny because he's just like a sweet little dummy uh or he's very beautiful or he seemed like a sweet little dummy seemed um very handsome what a fucking to me i mean the best case scenario is that Yolanda made it up. And the worst case scenario is that it's absolutely true. And that also could be the absolute truth, you know? Right. I it's I talk smart. Me talk pretty one day and I talk <laughs> smart today. Honestly, you're always a genius to me. And I tell you this, but. And let me just say, guys, if I haven't given you a, a recommendation, go read Me Talk Pretty. It's one of the best David Sedaris books. Ugh. Short a essay. King. You can easily read it before bed and be like, well, that's that essay. Go to bed. Honk, chew. I did some reading. That's all I ever want. Saw your boards and go to La La Land. Okay. (laughs) Where to next? Uh, This made me laugh. I'd say let's just wrap up the Housewives news because there happened to just be a fair amount. This is very quick, but it really made me laugh. Heather Dubrow is returning to the Housewives. O.C. Um, and so she's doing a little press and this made me laugh. She was 
This is in the explosive new Housewives book that we talked about last week. Not all diamonds and rosé. My copy has arrived. I have <gasps> not cracked it yet. Oh, I, I cannot bet wait. I bet it's at my house now. I oh yeah, yours is definitely there. Um, mine came a couple days ago, but I haven't read it. So so sorry. I said this was press for the show. It's not. This is in the book. Um, so in this book, there's so much in this book that is pissing people off, and I love it. Um. Real Housewives of OC, Heather Dubrow is patting herself on the back for bringing some elegance to the show. Quote, from what people have told me of the seasons before I joined. Uh, as that, if she's never as watched. If she never watched. It was always perceived wealth, not necessarily actual wealth, Dubrow said. Uh, I oh, It always felt a little more blue collar, she added, before noting that it wasn't a bad thing. And she described it as a more, quote, down to earth series. Certainly lower than Beverly Hills. Oh, <laughs> lower to earth. Lower to yes, earth, she means. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> they, were, they were all wearing these those sky tops, which I had to Google. I never knew the names of those like tops. I never knew they those were called sky tops. Bejeweled. Yeah, the jewel yes. in the between the tits. I never yes. knew that was the brand called sky tops. So they were all wearing those sky tops. And all of a sudden, after I came around, the Chanel and Gucci started popping up. Ah! <laughs> So anyways, I love, I mean, here's the thing. She is much richer than all of them. She is much richer and spends a lot more money. And, uh, you know, uh, but then I guess in the same chunk, the executive producer, Chris Cullen quipped that Dubro enjoyed quote, being above everyone in season seven and eight, but it all changed when Shannon Bedore joined in season nine. Shannon Shannon Bedore came from money. Money. Shannon lived in a gated community. Shannon had a big house and all of a sudden it was an even playing field. I don't think Heather liked that. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to read this book. Have have you seen, I, I guess it was an Instagram video possibly of Heather and her botched husband uh, at Walmart being like, Oh my God, you guys, Walmart is amazing. It has no. everything and it's so cheap and it's not bad. We love it. <gasps> we're, you know, we just, we're about to go on a hike and we realized we didn't have the clothes we need. And we popped in here and they have everything. Terry, tell him he's obsessed. What? Terry is was it like an ad. I don't know. That is so odd. I saw a TikTok recently. Did you see this? That somebody like went and looked at the actual like Yelp basically or whatever it is for Terry Dubrow's plastic surgery office. And it is filled with like horrible stories of like actual botching. (laughs) And that like, do not go to this man. He is terrible and like all these very, very detailed accounts. And so it was this TikTok of like, is he the botched doctor maybe? Now, I always have to question, especially people who are famous like that, if those are real good right. faith reviews or people I mean, are just screwing with him. want to be, yes, or weren't like let on the show or something weird. Or, but, or just um, people who don't like, who just like to, like, people just like to cause chaos too. Yes, for sure. So. Well, I'm excited to have the elegant Heather Dubrow return. I actually always really liked Heather. I think she is good TV. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy to see her. And, and and she's a nice break from all those mean blondes. <laughs> in my opinion, I mean, uh, I do understand the blue collar thing. Though. I know exactly what she's saying. And OC yeah. 
absolutely had like she a different vibe. They had to have jobs while yes. I did not. And there was in the first couple seasons, there were like single moms and, you know, like it was, it was, it was different than, yeah. than what the show has ended up becoming. Um, and now there are lots of single moms, but the, in terms of like stability and money and all and, and careers and all of that, it was, yeah, it was very different, but, um, yeah, very fun. Um, and then what else do we want to chat about? I mean, like we said, we cannot not talk about the yes. Rust movie shooting. Oh, what a what another heartbreaker. I mean, just this devastating. Is, this is just such a So for anyone who doesn't know, the gist of it is there was an Alec Baldwin movie shooting in Santa Fe last week towards the end of the week it, uh, a live round was in a what was supposed to be a prop gun and shot and killed the f- uh, female dp and injured the director and it has that is horrific and now it has only gotten it this thing has spiraled yeah. into just one of the messiest saddest it's it's just a really tragic it's, story it's a such a tragic accident that I'm that we know somewhere someone is responsible, but it's still all accidental. And so many people who know not a fucking thing about the film industry and the chain of command on a set have been chiming in about stuff that just could they just they just don't know what they're talking about they're like well when you're at a gun range you always check to make sure there's no bullets it's like well there's supposed to be bullets in the gun and also they're but they're blanks so they shouldn't be able to like uh i don't i don't remember how a blank is made because that's not my deal but (laughs) they they should not you know they're supposed to just explode from the gun and then not they don't go anywhere my understanding, I don't know anything. Um, but also Alec Baldwin as an actor, or actually in any role he plays, whether he's actor or producer, he's not allowed to touch the gun until it's time to shoot the scene. He's not allowed. And like a thing that is a, a difficult to understand, and I remember in my limited window of shooting stuff, like I was on a, I shot a commercial years ago and I was like trying to help between takes and like set it, resetting some of the, as an actor in it. Not and allowed. I, between t- and I was like trying to help and move like pillows back into place. And the you got set yelled deck at. team yelled at me. <laughs> you got yelled like, at. They were like, please stop. That's not your job. And I was like, oh. And they were like, we're not doing. And they were annoyed. And they were like, we're yeah. not doing your job for you. And I learned very quickly, which is what you learn on set that it is very fucked up when you step on other people's jobs. They are yes. they are very, very, it is really important that you do not infringe on another department's job. And a lot of that is because of the unions. Like every yeah. different department, like there's a costume, you know, union, there's hair and makeup unions, there's the crew union, there's, you know, so there's unions for a lot of things. And we've been talking about unions in L.A., for a while because of like the negotiations they've been doing with the studios, but they make it that way so that you can't do a, let's do a two for one and we won't pay a union person. So Absolutely. it's very specific and you really cannot 
You cannot step over the line. In fact, they have weird things. I was telling my mom this because she doesn't know, you know, there's just little things that you wouldn't know. So background actors, the people who walk in the background and don't talk, the director is not allowed to speak to them Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Only the the ADs, the assistant directors, only they may give them any direction. Mm -hmm. They just can't. Or else then all of a sudden they get paid more. So that's why they're not allowed to do it. That's what there's a lot of minutia like that you know, that it just is like governed by very specific rules. And, and so I really feel for everyone whose name has been brought into this, I really feel for Alec Baldwin, obviously first and foremost, the, you know, the family of the woman, but the thing that makes him possibly culpable and producer piece is that he is a producer and they had had multiple safety violations and the crew did walk off set before this happened. And so they hired a lot of non-union people and there were other accidents with the gun before this happened. Mm -hmm. And if he's a producer, then if he knows his crew is walking off and there's complaints about unsafe, you know, you know, environments, then why isn't he saying, Hey, I'm not going to shoot. I'm not going to film today. But on the flip side of that is it's very easy for people at at that level. And, you know, to maybe not even notice who's different to maybe not. And to maybe let's not bother him. Let's not, and to not even be told this sort of thing because he's really, a producer in credit more than action Mm -hmm. because like most actors get that producer credit, which means they can tell you a note and you have to listen to them, but they're not involved with the other stuff behind the scenes. They just don't, it would be very rare for them to be involved. So there are technicalities of he's culpable because he's part of the production team. But in my mind, knowing how this actually works, I don't, I can't imagine that he, that he was that deeply involved with anything else that was going on besides him being like, I'm going to make money off of this whenever it's released. Yeah. It's just, it's a really bad little, not little, very big, like not of a thing. And but, it's, it will be a, like a, I think they said on the news last night, it will be weeks, if not months, you know, yeah, before because we anything. Still- we don't know what happened. We don't know yeah. if it was a blank that malfunctioned. We don't know if it was a live, like an actual bullet because there just been different reports and, uh, the thing I, and so that- many rumors, Jess, I've heard so many fucking rumors. I heard rumors that the guy was shoot or whoever the armorer was, was like shooting at lunch. This is all legit. It's all rumor talk, but that they were yeah. like doing target practice or something. But again, all rumor alleged stuff that probably isn't true but just so much stuff swirling around right now really terrible and um and that woman um helena helena i was like i can never get her name right um what a tragic loss and you know like it just it's that thing and she was so she just sounded like such a fascinating person and was raised in like the arctic circle in ukraine and like was an investigative journalist a documentarian and um my friend amy's 
partner is a director, Adam Mortimer, and he that was the last film she worked on oh. before this. And so they knew her very well and had spent like the last think or Thanksgiving before the pandemic together. He she said there were news vans outside their house because so many people were reaching out. Like oh. just traumatic. And she sounded just like a real artist who really cared about just like getting like beautiful shots and making them right. And it's like, there are just, it's, it's not the most important part of all of this, but it is, there's just so few women in those roles. Yeah. And it is such a tragic, tragic, like it's just. Because ah. I think that's why she didn't walk off with everyone else is because this was such a big deal for her to get to yeah. do this at that Huge level. Huge career break. Clearly yes. it was going to be like way bigger. <sighs> It reminds me of the girl, the p- production assistant who got hit by a train, train. I think, three years Sarah ago. Sarah Jones or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, I believe I that's her correct. Name right. But it's just, uh, we, yeah, uh, we just, honestly, they don't ever need to have a real gun on set ever. No, and I think it's it's testament to what we know is true in life, which is that if you're rushing and if you're cutting corners... Yeah. You will sometimes you will sometimes get away with it, and then sometimes you won't, and you yeah. don't know when that might be. And that is my biggest takeaway from like obviously there are so many unknowns, but just a and, really sad story. And regardless of who is responsible, ultimately, it is so tragic to have a coworker die, especially <gasps> if you're the person who shot the bullet. That to imagine them. this moment like on set and just the like trauma and the shock and the unexpectedness and the crashing reality and like what those people saw, like it makes me ill. Like what a horrible thing for everyone to have experienced and all these people whose names are now mixed up. It's really awful. So just a really dark story. I know all of our news is about like guns and uh, physical attacks <laughs> like uh well here's a cool one we'll end with yeah uh, i found out that will ferrell turned down elf 2 for 29 million dollars wow because uh, he just really didn't believe in making a sequel am i sad to not get to see elf 2 sure but does that make me think will oh. ferrell's cool sure i have to ask you are you sad to not see Elf do? What if I was like heartbroken and you found out that I was like, Marcy, this was the only thing I was looking forward to. And that's how the podcast ends? (laughs) (laughs) No, I guess I'm not sad. I don't need an Elf do. I definitely don't need to watch him and Zoe Deschanel have like a weird non-chemistry ever again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It worked because they're not like romantically involved, right? So yeah, I just didn't like it. (laughs) <laughs> why did I get why did I bring us here? It was supposed to be the happy ender. <laughs> well, should we I know we have a lot of very interesting shows this week. Should we dive in? We have to. We have Let's to. Do it. Let's do it. Um, okay, you guys have been listening to a free preview of Ellis for Losers. Ooh, we hope you liked it. Oh yeah. And if you did, you can go on over to patreon.com slash L is for losers and you can sign up to listen to our full episodes, mm-hmm. which are quite meaty. <laughs> and we also will have our vintage recaps of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, it's fun. We got a whole lot of stuff there for you. You're going to love what you find. Yeah, it's <laughs> patreon.com slash L is for losers. Bye. Bye.